Hey, Shawty, let me holler at you. Angela, welcome back. Thank you. To another Shorties episode. Glad to be here. Now, keep in mind, if you remember last week. Man, that was so long ago. It was so long ago. Seven days, actually. I don't even know. We watched Corey Feldman and the Angels perform on the Today Show. Oh, right. Corey Feldman, star of License to Drive. And Dream a Little Dream. (laughs) And that's all we can think of, truly. (laughs) But we are sticking with the theme This week, continuing it, finishing it off next week. But I'm sure we'll be back with more celebrity bands. I mean, it's my favorite. And this one, I honestly can't remember if we see a performance at the end of this. I think we might, but it it will be minus the celebrity. But this is a lot of talking. This is an interview out of Canada for like a CBC cool hip. Let's talk about popular music program. Okay. And... um. Why don't you go ahead and hit play? Let's go ahead and watch it. Well, the sound of Maud Billy is a blending of pop music epitomized by bands like the Birds and the Monkees, imbued with some good old American hillbilly sensibility. Maud Billy is also the name of the new record by my guests, the Boxmasters. If the name Boxmasters sounds familiar, there may be a couple of reasons why. Firstly, Maud Billy is the Los Angeles-based trio's third album in the last year alone. Yes, this is a band with ambition. Secondly, the Boxmasters' principal songwriter, singer, and drummer is a guy named Billy Bob Thornton, whose other job, uh, some of the time, is Oscar-winning screenwriter, actor, and director. While Billy Bob Thornton's name is most often linked to his cinematic endeavor, the Boxmasters is anything but a diversion from the silver screen. He's always intended to make music, and he just got sidetracked. These days, music is a major priority in his life, and it's something he's obviously embracing. And I'm pleased to have all the members of the Boxmasters, Billy Bob Thornton, J.G. Andrew, Mike Butler, and Danny Baker here in Studio Q. Hello, boys. Wow, Angela, you look a lot. You, you got very tired I while watching that, I can tell. hated that so much. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but it was actually hard for me to look at the screen at a point. I kept, I started like picking my fingernails because <laughs> it's like a nervous thing that I do anyway, but I just didn't want to look at the screen. It was so uncomfortable. Now, Billy Bob Thornton and his band, the Boxmasters, the hybrid mod Billy, as they call themselves, uh, cosmic ca- country, cosmic cowboy music. Okay, first it starts out, and he's reading from a piece of paper an obvious script that I'm assuming has been pre-approved. He makes a big mistake when reading this. He makes a big mistake, and yet you would think this script would have been pre-approved. Whatever. I thought at first that Billy Bob was on drugs or drunk. when, when When did the band form? I'm not sure what that means. I didn't realize for a little while that he was just, that he was mad at this guy. Because the guy, I guess, she was never supposed to mention his acting career. Right. That's why Billy's so flippant in this interview. Because, dude, I'm not, I don't know the host of QTV. I don't know. He looks like a shaggy headed guy from How I Met Your Mother. If I'm being honest, that kind of shit, this like, ooh, let's be the cool radio, like the NPR version of cool, let's interview cool people, or the CBC version in this case, is 
I, that stuff is pretty lame to me in mm. general. But Billy Bob forces you onto the side of this corny little interview show. Well, yeah, because this guy's trying to ask Billy Bob questions and he's not answering them. Billy Bob, you, you guys formed only in the last couple of years, right? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How so? I don't know what you mean by that. In the band, the Boxmasters, the band that uh, Billy Bob Thornton pays <laughs> to <Right>. exist, <laughs> uh, they're, they look very uncomfortable. And they're legitimately trying to answer the questions the best that they can. But this guy mentioned that Billy Bob Thornton was, a, was an Academy Award winning actor and screenwriter. Which he is. So now Billy's dumping the interview. But the way he's doing it is forcing the interview to go back around to him talking about how he's an actor. Are you reacting to the fact that I said Yeah, I am. I am. Since you're instructed not to talk about shit like that. Yeah, I am reacting to that. Yeah. Because now we're talking, we get to a point where we're talking about how he didn't want to be only known as an actor in this interview. Yeah. First, he's not answering questions. Then he goes off on how he used to read monster magazines. I, I subscribed to a magazine called um, Famous Monsters of Filmland, which uh, the publisher was a guy named Forrest J. Ackerman who passed away recently. Which then, was kind of funny, the monster magazine part. I mean, that was arguably the best part of this, <laughs> if I'm going to give it a best part. Then one of the other guys in the band does talk a little bit it's all very somber. There are no smiles. I thought this guy was going to burst out into tears. The half of the interview is the host being like, well, how do you want me to talk about this? I'm just trying to provide context, blah, blah, blah. And they're going into this back and forth. And Given that you seem to be quite passionate about music, I was wondering about your... Would you say that to Tom Petty? Would I say that he's passionate about music? Yeah. Yeah. Really? So he's kind of propping himself up on the Tom Petty level. Now, Billy Bob throughout his life has been involved in music here and there, but it's, it is his acting and Sling Blade was the movie that propelled him into stardom. Yeah. Acting is what made him famous in the greater zeitgeist, but he wants everyone to respect him as a musician. So uh, even the greatest bands in the world don't, I mean, you, part of the attention that you're getting is because of the great career you've had in, in other ways. I'm, I'm, what I'm explaining is I'm not trying to be insulting to your musical. Well, what I'm explaining is, as we said, to not talk about shit like that. And we also said uh, that we didn't want to hear anything about how this is my first love. You wouldn't say that to Tom Petty, would you? I understand music is your first love. Well, my first love was a chick named Lisa Cohen. <laughs> you know what I mean? He wrote this line. My bridges got all tight the first time that we met. And no. he he wants no. you to uh, respect him as an artist. No, um, I refuse. What about no. this line? And you can give the Lord a call. Tell him I'll give you a ring when you give me back my balls. I'll give you a ring if you give me back my balls. Ugh. Uh, I grew up as pretty much a music historian, so. While Billy Bob is being... We'll say difficult. I notice that on the interviewer's computer screen, <laughs> there is a message in very large font that they definitely did not try to hide in filming this, which I mean, is decently produced. You've got like close-ups on people when they're talking. They have multiple camera angles there. Yeah. 
the screen says, if this goes sideways, I've got Neil and something backup. I don't know the last part, but the first part is what stuck out to me the most is if this goes sideways. So <laughs> the big note <laughs> on the dude's screen. Obviously. While Billy's talking about baseball for no reason. Billy Bob growing up, it was a, a sort of a combo of stones and monkeys and and Buck Owens. I just liked baseball when I was a kid. <laughs> and you almost became a professional baseball player, right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, at one point, they say that this band, the Mud Fuckers, what are they called? The Box Masters. The Box Masters. <laughs> Though, I think if Billy heard you say Mud Fuckers, he'd think, oh, now that might be all right. The Mud Fuckers. <laughs> they say at one point that they opened for Willie Nelson, and the guy's like, cool, let's talk about Willie Nelson. What do you, what do you learn from Willie Nelson, Billy Bob? I've never met him. And literally, Billy Bob's like, I don't know. I've never really met him. Well, I said hello to him once. He's a nice guy. Like, he's just being a child because the guy mentioned the fact that he's an actor. And then it becomes a huge thing. I wasn't instructed to... Uh, I'm, in, I'm, instruct, I'm not really instructed. You guys are here as a band. You're performing. Uh, but I, Well, I, the producer was instructed. Right. So but, but Somewhere along the way. Because I mentioned that you were an actor? And uh, well, first of all, that wasn't, wasn't supposed to be mentioned either. But he's not just an actor, Angela. He's a music historian. Uh, I grew up as pretty much a music historian. so Right. Now, the Boxmasters, I think this band, I don't want to shit on this band because they are making the kind of music that I actually do enjoy and listen to on my own time. I like that kind of music. Sure. I think the, the challenging part about this kind of a band when it's well past the mainstream is that you run the risk of being pigeonholed as like a novelty band. And I think this band is legit. <laughs> and Billy Bob Thornton is the one that gives it, that no pushes it over the novelty edge. My bridges got all tight The first time that we met I was going to say, when your lead singer is a actor, writer, director, you are a novelty band. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of music you're playing, you're a novelty band. There's more views on this video of Billy Bob being a stinky baby at the <laughs> in this Canadian interview. If you combine, and I've, and look, I, like I said, I love celebrity bands, bands that are pop, propped up on celebrity. If you combine all of the Boxmasters videos and the amount of views that they have, it would not equal the amount of times this video we're discussing has been viewed. Oh, sure. Well, it's because no one knows who the Boxmasters are. This is Billy Bob's band. There is a... No one knows the name of any celebrity's band. What is Keanu Reeves' band's name? Dogstar. Dogstar. Okay, I did know that one. So we did know that That's one. That's maybe the one I knew. Jared Leto's like... 30 Seconds to Mars, which we'll probably get I to. I probably would have tried to say something about Third Rock from the Sun. 30 Seconds to Mars, probably the, the most best. successful. I'm not going to say best. Well, I won't say best either. I've never listened to them. But it doesn't sound like successful. my kind of music. But yeah, the, it's one that's actually, he's pulled off what Billy Bob and fucking Corey Feldman want to do. But you know why? He like took a big fucking break from acting and just focused on being a musician. And, and he wasn't doing these interviews like, look at me, I'm Jared Leto, I have a band. He and spiked like, his it. hair. I still don't get it. 
people seem to like that band. I don't know. I've never heard them. I mean, I'm sure I have, but not on purpose. Billy Bob Thornton, I think about because he has brought me enjoyment as an actor. Yeah. There's a lot of movies he's done that I enjoy. Sure. My favorite Christmas movie is Bad Santa. Yes. He cracks me up in that fucking movie. Yes. Uh, the One of the the lesser discussed Coen Brothers movies, The Man Who Wasn't There. That is such a good movie. It, I love that movie. And Sling Blade's good, too. I got a lot of fond memories being a teenager and in college and watching that movie. Billy Bob Thornton wrote the line, Randy, you turning son of a bitch! And... Don't fucking practice, Randy! I don't quote many movies. I have a very specific batch of movies i quote from and sling blade is one of them sure dwight yoakam in that movie is magnifique i was gonna say the star of that movie for me is dwight yoakam (laughs) yeah he was like psychotic in it Uh, i think it's also the only time i've ever seen the top of dwight yoakam's head what else nice can i say about billy bob um he wrote those uh movie lines these lyrics and these songs are not they're not very good He's in great shape for his age. He's in fantastic shape for his age. Wasn't this video like 10 years ago? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he still is. He's got that soul patch strip too. You can get rid of that, Billy. Let's see what else. uh... But here's the thing. When someone is being a douche on the level that he was being, it's not attractive to me. I don't care. There are people who would go and see this band because Billy Bob is the lead of this band. Because they like him in movies. They're not going because they yes. like the way he sings. They're going because they like him in movies. And they will forget about the songs. Exactly. But after this interview, yes, I love him as an actor. I don't ever want to fucking see his band. Like, the fact that I think he's a good actor, after this interview, I do not think he's a nice person. <laughs> I don't want to see his band. Look, we live in Nashville. We can go downtown, go to Roberts. Hear a fucking band that's like picking like crazy. So much better. Nailing Buck Owens songs like yes. it ain't shit. We, there are places we can go where we really get this in, 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 in a nearly pure form. I guess the purest form would be the actual Buck Owens. Rest in peace, Buck. Well, close as we can get these days. And I'm sure Billy Bob is very knowledgeable about this kind of music. But he doesn't want to face... He's not. He's not, He's taking shit for granted. He's not appreciative of what he's built. And, mm. and he want and he's always you can tell he's always wanted to be in music and it took his acting celebrity to force this to happen because obviously he's propping this fucking band up he's too serious about it he's too selfish about it yeah the guy who wrote my britches got all tight the first time that we met is way too serious about his singing. Also, he doesn't even sound good. No, he doesn't. He's just kind of talk singing. He doesn't talk sing as bad as the one we'll talk about next week. That's a hint. But he he's not very good. He's the weak link in his... Yeah. He's got the look. He's got the band. But as far as I'm concerned, from the clips I've heard, he doesn't have the lyrics or the voice. He doesn't have the music talent. He doesn't. He may. No. He may know everything about hillbilly music, but dude, you can't sing it. I know a lot about '70s power pop, but I can't. But you got to know how to harmonize to do that shit, and I, I suck at singing. And you know, if you hadn't played those clips for me just now, I wouldn't have known what his voice sounded like at all. Because at the end of this interview, the whole lead up is the box. Fuckers are going to play a song <laughs> and they all get up to play except Billy Bob. Billy is uh, sitting this one out and 
I was kind of wishing the video would go into their performance, but it didn't. But at that point, the cringe had already been pretty thorough and it would have just added uh, too much to the cringe factor. But you hate the cringe factor Mm -hmm. and I kind of live to watch that cringe shit. it. It sucks to be in those cringe worthy situations. But it's like fascinating for me to kind of watch them from the outside. And I think Billy Bob in the back of his head does know better. He does understand the reality of his status in terms of talent in the band. But he's so fucking stubborn that he just has to double down. His desperation to be taken serious as a musician is a reflection of him deep down knowing that he's not very good at this at all. I truly Mm. believe that because that's where that's coming from. His insecurities over his own musical talent. And he's got plenty of talent. He's just not a great musician. Also, he's the drummer as well as the songwriter and the singer, but he doesn't drum live. So the, uh, the mud fuckers are the bot, the box masters. Now, Angela, we don't rate short documentaries. Yeah. This is a short documentary. Sure. In stars or herd songs. We, Rate them in baby hurt socks because they're like baby documentaries. You want to hold them and they're adorable. I'm going to give this one through three baby hurt socks. Mm-hmm. You're going to mm-hmm. give this one through three baby hurt socks. Then we're going to combine them like a celebrity's money and some musicians for best <laughs> out of six baby hurt socks. You go ahead. Who? I didn't like it. If we hadn't had to watch it to, in order to record this, I would have turned it off. Just because it made me so uncomfortable. I did like the interviewer. I don't know if I only liked him because I felt so bad for him. I think he handled the bad situation as well as he could. He did a pretty good job, yeah. Um, I'm going to give... I'm going to give it 0.75. Wow. No, I'm going to give it one. I'm going to give it a quarter for the interviewer. A quarter for that guy's pompadour in the back who never said anything. A quarter for the story about the monster magazines and a quarter for what was on the computer. <laughs> so that's one. That's one. Baby hurt sock. And that, that's generous. That dude with the pompadour, I think I've seen that guy around town. It wouldn't surprise me. Here? I've seen, I've watched this video quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swear I've seen that guy around. I feel like there's guys that look like that all around here, though. It's like that Maybe, yeah. Roy Orbison type. Dyed, pompadour, haired, old, dirt gentleman. I'd, I'd say more of a younger Conway Twitty, but uh, yeah. but I'm gonna give this two two her. No, I live for the cringiness of it. <laughs> I'm gonna give it three. So you oh. take my three baby herd socks combined with your respectable one. I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> and that combines like a paycheck from Billy Bob Thornton to the bassist of this band. <laughs> what a dumb I metaphor. Four out of six. Baby Heard songs. And uh, folks, uh, go see the Boxmasters on tour with Willie Nelson 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, Randy, you tuning son of a bitch. Don't fucking practice, Randy. The britches is, was tight when we met. I heard in an interview once that Billy Bob's favorite show is King of the Hill. There you go. That, I love that show. That's a positive. Yeah, yeah. All right, look, we don't hate you, Billy Bob. We just, <laughs> we just want you to kind of recognize you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i mean understand but i'm sure you know a lot about music billy all right a mixture of the british invasion with hillbilly music something that i know more about than say a band who's 20 years old that you wouldn't say that to yeah 
What do I say at the end of the shows? Keep on docking. Do you remember what you were you were listening to musically when you were a kid? Well, they had a contest where you could build your own model, and it could be like a King Kong, or it could be uh, it could be anything from something that you created yourself to like one of the monsters that was actually in the uh, well, you know, in, in some of the uh, of the magazines. Like uh, it could be Frankenstein all the way to Phantom of the Opera, and they they made these plastic models in those days. Uh, that you could buy uh, and put together, but these this was like a thing you could create your own world of it. You know, make build telephone poles, make the railroad tracks, and everything. And um, I I actually uh, did enter it once. I didn't win anything, but uh, but I gave it a shot. And uh, but it was pretty. Uh, it was a big deal for us kids in those days. Uh, I'm the, and what and where's the music? Where's the music fit into that? Uh, music? <laughs> I didn't, no, it was a, it was a monster magazine.